0: Hello and welcome to a week two edition of the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. My name is J.B. Long with my broadcast colleague DeMarco Farr and the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Following the Rams' first win of 2022 over the Atlanta Falcons, now they turn their attention to the first road trip of the year, the first division game against the Arizona Cardinals. Good evening, Sean. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Good to see you guys. Much better spirits than the last (laughs) Coach's Show (laughs) Uh, I'd love to pick up kind of where we left off at SoFi Stadium yesterday. heading in to uh, give your victory celebration in the locker room, and it was one of my favorites, I have to say, but the line that I took away was actually telling your players, guys, you have to have some grace with yourselves. That doesn't come out of the coaching 101 manual. What did you mean by that?
1: I, I just mean, you know, allow yourself to enjoy it. There's a lot of things that we did that were uncharacteristic towards the latter part of the game where the guys did a great job JB of coming out really establishing command and control that game and you know you don't take away like I mentioned the Falcons credit for making some of those plays but a lot of that was self-inflicted wounds that made it where it got to be tight at the end but uh, I want them to be able to enjoy it understand how difficult it is to be able to win in this league um, and then we'll be able to correct those things and it's much easier to be able to correct as you know DeMarco Mm -hmm. after a win um, than if we didn't find a way to be able to get that done but um, I've taken too many of these sometimes for granted in the five years and now being in the six year here and Um, you know, you just can't do that. You know, you got to be able to enjoy every single opportunity with the amount of work that it takes to be able to come away with the result that you want um, throughout the course of the week and then to be able to have it come to fruition, even if it gets a little bit more stressful than (laughs) what is necessary. That's what I meant by that. And then, you know, these guys know we have high standards for them and they have high standards for themselves, but I don't want to get that in the way of the joy that they should still have being able to, you know, get the W and we'll uh, we'll never
2: take that for granted. I was going to say, is that hard? I, I, I know it's good. What does he always say? First world problems? champagne problems champagne it's problems good That's problems right. to have That's right. uh, is it tough i know for the outside world sometimes just winning isn't enough it's how you win but yeah. does that creep into you like winning isn't fun anymore it's just a relief uh, no, I, I would say this, there's
1: been moments and there's been times when I reflect back on, you know, just some of the times where you say, man, you're, you know, that's not the type of leader and the type of person you want to be in terms mm-hmm. of um, how much it takes and, and the appreciation for everybody that's contributing to that. So there's been moments in my past that, that, that I would say didn't uh, probably appreciate the wins to Marco, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want to go down that road again, you know, and I do think you want to be hard on these guys, uh, have those high standards, but you know, Raheem says it all the time, there's no style points in this league and it's the truth and whether we won by 30 or whether we won by one or we end up winning by four whatever it is a win is a win and we'll take that we'll move forward um you're not going to be naive to the things that do need to be cleaned up um and we expect to be able to see that steady improvement throughout the course of the year because that's what the good teams do
0: how much fun you have putting that game plan together over the course of a long week? And uh, who comes up with 11-person L.I. formation with Benny yeah, skull
1: It was a good collaboration just you know, by our offensive coaching staff. And I think when you have players like him that are so tough, um, you're saying, all right, well, what are some different things that we can do to you know, to be able to um, have a performance that's in alignment with what we were hunting up? And I thought that allowed us to be able to stay on track. I thought we got a lot of good production out of it. I thought there were some opportunities to even get more out of mm-hmm. some of those plays. but Again, we'll go back, we'll correct those things, but his toughness, uh, the type of competitor he is, and his willingness to do whatever it takes to help our team win um, is what makes a guy
2: like him special, and, and he's going to continue to be a valuable piece of this thing moving forward. What position does he play? What is a Benny Sko? The guy does just about everything. There you go. That's yeah, it. That's
1: right. We were, we were calling that 11 Irish because the uh, <laughs> Notre Dame guy was in the eye. I thought it was so,
0: I thought it was Johnny Munt wearing his uniform. Wow. You, know, you know
1: what he is uh, he is tough. I mean, I think in terms of a lot of the things that you love so much about Johnny Munt, Ben brings that to our offense. Mm-hmm. You know that physicality, uh, even from a receiver position, guys feed off that. They, I thought the guys were excited about you know activating a couple of those different things that you guys saw yesterday, and
2: uh, he did a really nice job. I saw you in the locker room with him, and you pointed at him and said, "I appreciate you." And I said, "Man, really, Ben, fullback?" And he goes. I'm a football player. That's exactly right. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I do too. And I it, it, that says everything that you want. You you want
1: football players. Um, when you've got versatile weapons and pieces like him, you have the ability to be able to present a bunch of different things out of the same personnel grouping. Mm-hmm. And so um, that can do some things that, that create advantages and put the edges back in our favor a little bit. We'll see how much that uh, becomes something if, if we feel like it, it's something that we want to utilize this week. But
2: it was definitely helpful yesterday against the Falcons. See, he's going to keep people up. Until midnight trying to figure this stuff out. Sure, <laughs> sure. A more
0: complex team to prepare for this <laughs> yeah. week. It's one thing to have an individual willing to do it and able mm-hmm. to do it from a coaching perspective. How do you teach him to do it on a short week? I mean, Eric Yarber does so much for this team. Is he now teaching fullback? Yeah, or? I mean,
1: you know what? It's it's a great collaboration of our coaches. You know, Yarbs has such a great feel for everything that we're doing, him being one of the few guys that's left from the original 2017 staff, mm-hmm. but he's a great coach, great teacher. He has such a great big picture perspective. He and Greg Olson have done an outstanding job with those guys and um, you know, I enjoyed being able to spend a little bit of time talking, uh, you know, with with Ben about you know the run game this week mm-hmm. and kind of where he fits. But he's done that before in previous years. You know, he played fullback uh, when he was younger. He had mentioned to me, but I thought it was a really seamless transition. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of instances, he's doing very similar types of things. They're just from some different locations. And uh, now you just get your hand in the dirt. And I saw him do that at Notre Dame. So this wasn't uh, something that he hasn't done before in terms of you know being in a three point stance. But he really did a really great job. And uh, was really pleased with his overall performance yesterday. And, you know, there were some other opportunities that maybe he had to be able to get a little bit more involved in the pass
2: game, but those will come. And um, that's a big thing for him. I'm sick for Tremaine Akram. He totally am. But uh, what a great job by your line. Yeah. Running backs, tight ends, everybody in pass protection marked improvement from one game to the next. It was awesome,
1: you know, and and I think um, a key part of that, DeMarco, was being efficient on early downs where you're avoiding a lot of those longer situations, whether it's the second and longs or whether it's some of those third down and longs. And I thought uh, Matthew played with great rhythm, timing, and anticipation. I thought the guys distributed the field the right way. But um, A.J. Jackson came in, did a great job. I mean, you talk about a tough guy. How about Tremaine Ancrum? He broke his ankle on the first play of the game, yeah. played that second one, and then you could see, I mean, it's – you almost don't want to look at it because we're running that play action where we hit Allen Robinson on the inbreaking breaking cut and can see that kind of ankle goes out on him. But he's a stud, and I hate that for him. Um, we've had some really unfortunate injuries, but um, to A.J.'s credit, he came in, stepped up, did a great job. And, and Coach Carberry and Nick Jones having those guys ready to roll I thought was uh, an outstanding
0: job by both of them this past week. One of the great uh, contours of that game plan, the way it played out yesterday was zero first quarter targets to Cooper Cup and yeah. not not being an issue whatsoever for your offense. In fact, the, the first time we really noticed him is when he's rooting out a safety I to know. get Daryl Henderson in the end zone.
1: Yeah, he's, he's another guy. I mean, you know, we got a bunch of selfless football players on this team, and um, I thought it was great to be able to get the ball spread around. You saw Higby get involved. You saw Allen Robinson. Benny Sko got a couple touches. Um, Brandon Powell, you know, I think when the ball's in his hands, good things happen. Uh, you mentioned the backs already, and then, you know, uh, Cooper's going to find a way to get his at some point. You guys know that. And so he got rolling. and. Yeah thought he had a a really just an incredibly efficient game you talk about just the sideline awareness and then um, is there anybody better after the catch in terms of being able to make that first guy miss with how seamless he makes his second touchdown look Um, you know Cooper uh, Cooper was great just got to I know the only thing that this guy's going to remember is that last play because he's so hard on himself but uh, he was outstanding and and we'll learn from the last play
2: we got to get back to that part about the fumble but just I thought you were mad at Cooper Cup like you wanted to see something physical before you threw him a football. No, definitely not mad at him. Okay, Uh, fantasy owners are
0: mad at you. Yeah,
1: you know what, that's good. That's why I don't look at any of that social media stuff so I can get my feelings hurt. but they couldn't be too mad after the game. I mean, no he ended up having a good, another good fantasy day. So um, I just thought it was good to be able to activate mm-hmm. all of our eligibles. And we've got mm-hmm. to do a good job of continuing to get a bunch of different guys involved. I think that's what the best offenses do. Uh, you know, they spread it around. Cooper is obviously a huge part of what we want to be able to do. But got to take advantage of Allen and, and the other guys that I mentioned.
0: We've had conversations on these nights before about being in the red zone and not really throwing fades. Them not being a part of your early years offense. Yes. Now you go through Odell Beckham Jr. last year and you have Allen Robinson, and we see what a weapon, what an asset that totally. can be. What does that do to a defense? And how do you strike the right balance between using it but not depending on it? Yeah,
1: I think uh, I think what you do is you're activating it versus the looks where you're getting isolation opportunities for those guys. Mm-hmm. And I think Matthew has a great feel. I mean, there are certain instances where uh, down in the red zone, you know, you might want to run the football. But they play such a loaded box that you're legitimately short, no matter how many guys that you contribute to the blocking surface. And you've got a one on one outside that um, you've got to be able to win. And that was what the first uh, touchdown Allen, you know, was um, where he did a great job. I mean, what a release. Uh, To be able to get parallel, I mean, you can almost picture a basketball in his hands like he's crossing somebody up like Allen Iverson, and um, you know, A.J. Terrell is one of the better corners in this league I don't think people talk enough about, and to be able to get him off his spot like that, be able to work for some width, I thought Matthew got it up and down nicely, and um, those are plays that, you know, when you've got guys that can do it, you know, you got to be able to do it. We just, um, they're, they're, you know, I got to call more. And, and <laughs> we've had some success with it. And then picking and choosing that balance is always something that we really try to do a good job of working through as a staff.
2: He like,
0: was talking about Terrell the whole
2: game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I, I knew by Phenomenal. reputation what a great cover corner yeah. he was. And yep. he's got a relationship with Jalen, but the way he was willing to stick his face in Bam. there. He's tough. Yeah. I mean, that pop he put on Henderson was impressive. It was.
1: It really was. I mean, that was a good
0: collision. He's he's a tough, complete player. And even just talking to Raheem
1: about him from when he was with mm-hmm. him in Atlanta um, you know Raheem is uh, he's got a great eye for for those DBs and he thinks the world of him and, and when you watch the tape you know you see that he's got some stressful downs where when they're playing man or he's uh, you know in some of those zero coverages like they'll play in that tight red area when they're uh, basically saying you're not going to run it in on us you know th- those end up being some tough downs but what I like about him is he just keeps competing you know he had a couple contested plays against Mike Thomas in week one but yep. um, he seems like he's got the right mentality and mindset as a corner which is next play you know what you shrug it off and you keep it moving because those are some tough downs but only the guys that really are in those spots are the ones that really know what it's like
2: what else can you do when you get crossed over (laughs) i mean just take it and walk back to the sideline Just say is hey that's a you know that's a good competitive play
1: and you know, I'm gonna come back and, and try to make the next play. But I'm glad that uh that uh you know it was great to get Allen going. I mean he I thought he had great play swag yesterday too, and
2: you know, we needed every single one of his four catches that he had. That sliding catch was phenomenal. That was a great catch, yeah, wasn't it? It sure was, keeping it off the ground. Uh I thought the didn't Cooper Cup catch a fade too in the end zone? He did. It was a kind you of a fade could look you could look yeah. at that,
1: it was kind of like a little, you know, sluggo type of deal. But yeah. yes, it was a great track, great ball by Matthew. Mm-hmm. It was actually a similar play that we had tried to run last year against Arizona um, in the Monday night game that uh, that we just missed on the timing, and it was nice to be able to hit that one uh, with those two Phil yesterday. Me. It was big Absolutely. time. I mean, Phil. you talk about a track over your shoulder, great throw, outstanding job.
0: Let me transition to uh, another corner, and I know how ecstatic this organization was to discover Kobe Durant and to find him in the draft process. Uh, speaking with you over the summer, I mean, did he ever jump off the page at you? I know from the offensive side of the ball. What has he done to put himself in position to be ready for a moment like yesterday where he steps in for Troy Hill?
1: I think just the way that he goes about his business. You know, it's not too big for him. I think he got a lot of really great work uh, against some big-time players in training camp. Um, you could see he's got great short space quickness, the, the lateral agilities. And I mean, he's he's a great athlete that can roll. I mean, you could see. And he told me that um, when he had that interception, he had strained his hamstring prior to that. So maybe he would have been able to fully outrun Uh-oh. everybody if uh, <laughs> if he was feeling fully fresh. But um, he did a great job. I thought whether it was as a blitzer, obviously, the interception was a huge play right before the half and. Um, I was really pleased with him, and hopefully, uh, we'll see. Uh, you know how long he's going to be out, but it's a shame that he strained his hamstring. Look, Mariota can run, dude. He can he's roll fast. Yeah, he, he caught can. him, so that's
0: cool. It wasn't Mariota. I told him he should go to that veteran Bobby Wagner and ask for a block <laughs> yeah, on go the out, guard. Man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Go to, turn up the field. Don't look backwards. But I love uh,
0: it. Yes, it was.
2: Uh, it was a great play by him. You know, I mean, post game, uh, looking at him in the locker room, he's got the whole world. The entire media is talking to him and Jalen Ramsey has to say, excuse me, let me get to my locker. I'm like, right? what a moment for a young kid. Like, I hope this lives up to what you dreamed about as a child.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's definitely not too big for him. Uh, He's come in, and and Jonathan Cooley does a great job with with those corners and gotten him up to speed in a short amount of time, and and hopefully he won't be out too long.
0: Hmm. Uh, A couple things about Greg Gaines that I jotted down. Uh, The first was, speaking of post-game quotes, he says, fourth down stop's probably my favorite thing in football. I like him better than getting a sack. That, to me, just typifies who Greg is. Yeah, that's a good thing to say. Sure, he does.
1: (laughs) But Turnover on downs. I love it.
0: But the other one is that holding that he drew in the second Mm -hmm. quarter when they're on the doorstep, eventually turns into a field goal, keeps the game 14-3, to I thought was one of the bigger defensive plays of the game. It was huge.
1: Greg Greg played really well yesterday. I thought one of the keys to the game was going to be our physicality on both fronts. Uh, Winning the line of scrimmage on the offensive line, winning the line of scrimmage on the defensive line, and we definitely did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought those guys were stout. I thought Greg made a handful of plays when his opportunities were presented. I thought he held point uh, on the interior part of the line. That was a huge play that you mentioned, JB. Um, And Greg has been, that's what Greg Greg's been, I mean, he is, uh, you know, he, he's got a great way about himself. You guys all know he's funny, mm-hmm. um, but he's a great, he's a damn good football player too. And he's tough and he can win in both phases, whether that's defending the run or transitioning to, to rushing the quarterback. And um, I've been really pleased with Greg over these first couple of weeks. Another great uh, example of, of Eric Henderson helping guys reach their highest sure. potential and, Greg's going to continue to play at a high level for us.
2: That's, that's a really good front. I mean, obviously with Aaron. I mean, Greg Gaines and Ashawn. Yes. Ashawn men in that four technique. I mean, he just plays big. He does. And I thought, uh, you know, really those three guys, I,
1: I, you felt them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you continue to see some of the most creative protections to try to handle AD, whether it's put the back through the A or the B gap. And, you know, Aaron still finds a way to be disruptive. But that is where when he draws so much attention, um, you know, those other guys have some other opportunities, whether it's, you know, rushing the quarterback or even in some of the ways that they have to be cognizant of him in the run game um, that, that frees them up. But I thought A'shaun, I thought Greg, I thought Aaron, I thought all of those guys did a really nice job yesterday uh, in being able to have one of the things that was a, a key factor in us being able to win that game, and that was being able to slow down the way that they ran the football and the physicality of their front, uh, which they did an amazing job of in Week 1 against
0: New Orleans. Aaron pressure Jalen pick kind of reminded me of the way you beat the Detroit Lions or That's had to call. in your in your own end last week where Absolutely. those two guys ride right as the occasion.
1: No question, and um, it was a you know it was a similar play that they had run where you know, Mariota got flushed to his right and ended up hitting the touchdown off schedule, um, but Jalen did a great job of being able to recognize it, go up over the top of somebody, but again that ball was forced to come out because of that inside mm-hmm. pressure from Aaron as you mentioned.
2: I'm I just I almost lost my stuff when Justin Hollins got the walk off the big sack at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean. That was awesome. To end the game, but I'm yes. like, him, he got it. That was cool.
1: It was good. You yeah. know, it was uh, it was a great job by all three of those guys. You know, obviously activated a three-man rush right there, and um, I was thinking to myself, thank goodness that we found a way to just yeah. finish this game, and, and our guys did that, and, and that's why you never take it for granted. No doubt all right but look, it did not need to be that way it really
2: didn't did see? it see it happens though uh, they get paid too they do they get paid too.
0: the block oh, the block yeah. punt maybe yeah. the biggest reason why oh, i did man. have to go there why yeah. don't we go there next first of all is riley dixon's leg okay i think so okay. you know i, I mean
1: I, it, I'm, obviously i would imagine that he's sore today um but anytime that you leave an unabated rusher through the uh, right a gap that's not a good thing for our punt protection and so um, fortunately, we don't have to learn truly the hard way, but we got to be better than that. Uh, and I trust that we will be moving forward, but it was a simple mistake and something that can't happen. It did happen. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll learn from it and we'll move on.
2: I saw Powell go out there. I'm like, wait, does he punt? Is he going to punt? Yeah. What, and then he runs backward. I mean, where did that come from? That
1: was a, so. That's a situation. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see the last time it really came up, but I thought it was perfectly applicable because we, you know, obviously you'd love to be able to close the game out after Jalen ends up getting the interception and not have to, uh, you know, have a situation where it comes up that you're punting the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't end up converting that. And so you got 13 seconds left. Uh, it's a six point game. And you're saying to yourself, all right, do we want to run the risk of another punt where. If we get it blocked again, or if they get a big return, now they're in a position to be able to try to win the game. Or do we want to try to run seven, eight seconds off by taking a safety, and then we punt after the safety. So it's still a four-point game. They still have to have a touchdown to win it. Um, And that was a great suggestion by John Wofford. That's something that we work pretty frequently with our special teams. They actually worked it on their Saturday walkthrough. And, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of roll your eyes like, oh, when does this really come up? Well, that was the one time in my coaching career, uh, which I know isn't that long, but I'd be interested to see the last time that an applicable situation and scenario like that actually came up where you needed it. And I thought it was absolutely the right way to, to handle that right there, given the circumstances and the way that you're just trying to ultimately come away with more points on the scoreboard when That uh, when that game expires, and uh, real credit to John Wofford for kind of making that suggestion, kind of putting that thought in my uh, mind, and I'm like, yeah, that's
2: absolutely the right call. Your backup quarterback. Yeah,
1: I would like to think that we would have gotten to that, but uh, he said it right away, and um, you know, it's the power of collaboration. And you know, we have these situational masters meetings, um, you know, every single Friday. Joe D does a great job of getting up there and talking about it, but um i thought for that to come to john's mind um you know and then once you start to think about is this the right play i absolutely agreed with them and, and we did as a staff and, and then the players did a good job of being able to execute it
0: i think the lead had to change the rule back in maybe 17 or 18. They because so the ravens or someone were kind of holding exactly on their punts right. oh. manipulating those situations they were, but you know
1: where you can really just kind of tackle we were guys yeah. Yeah. you can you know just run off as much time as
0: possible and, and that was something that's a change
1: that's a great call
0: Uh, Before we get to the Arizona Cardinals, just to kind of follow up on the injury front. Ankrum, unfortunately, is going to be a done for the year he situation. Um, you did uh, get Ode Boucher to your practice squad last yep. week, kind of a veteran presence there. Is he someone who can fortify what's now a depleted offensive line?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's a big deal to be able to get him. You know, he's a guy that's got, uh, you know, a bunch of starts in this league, uh, tough physical competitor, uh, really enjoyed, you know, the way he handled himself. I thought he did a nice job this past week, kind of just immersing himself, um, you know, into our culture and our team. And uh, he is definitely a guy that we have confidence
0: that can step up and be available. And then maybe not Troy Hill this week. Uh, Darian Kendrick's next in line. Who's, I think so. There? Yeah. You know,
1: Darian Kendrick's definitely a guy that'll be in line. Uh, you know, for an increased role. What that looks like uh, will be predicated on. All right, exactly. What do we want to do? How do we want to try to defend Arizona? What does it look like once we get Troy's MRI back? But I would be surprised if he's able to go this week. And um, you know, we'll continue to monitor Kobe's hamstring. But it was a bummer, uh, you know, for both of those guys. But i um, really pleased for, with the Kobe. And, you know, obviously we know how highly we think of Troy and want to get him back sooner than later, but we'll see what that looks like when we get the MRI.
0: And finally, Van, any
1: closer to the practice field this week? You know, he started to do some good stuff drill wise. Um, you know, he's feeling good. He's making good progress. We're still kind of just taking it a week at a time. And, um, you know, I think I'll have a better idea on Wednesday if, if there's a chance for him to play this week. But, um, you know, he looks good physically and Uh, I sure miss having him out there with us. And when he does uh, come back, it sure is going to be a big spark to our offense.
2: I told you I was going to ask you about Cooper Cup and the fumble. I know how he handles success. Blank. Flatline. How about the opposite? Something like this. Yeah, I think, you know,
1: you you guys mentioned earlier, you know, give
2: yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm
1: talking to our whole team, but I I also talked to a guy like him in that instance because, You care so much, it's so important to you. And those great competitors, a lot of times, the only thing they remember, he makes so many great plays that tilted the outcome in our favor. But that's the one thing that he's going to really stick with them. The thing that would give me peace if I'm him is, you know, you can, you know, the guy made a good play, but you know, you know, hey, let's be careful switching the ball Uh, as we're transitioning. We keep it tight to our body. He's done a great job with that. And, um, you know, in a little bit, you know, when you touch the ball as much as he does, sometimes those things will occur. How do we learn from it and move forward the right way? But he's a baller, you just don't want him to be too hard on
0: himself. I know there have been a lot of Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro comparisons throughout the years. Uh, there was another one yesterday with uh, that ball getting punched out. Cliff Kingsbury quoted as saying, usually I've just lost and I'm super hungover on Sundays in Vegas. So this was a good change up flying home <laughs> with wow. a victory. Where were you when you saw how that game ended?
1: Uh, I was in my actually after I did, uh, you know, g- jumped on with you guys and did the media. It was right back in the coach's locker room. Mm-hmm. We had it on and. Um, you're watching that and you're thinking, man, they did a great job of being able to pull that game out, you know, because whether it was, you know, to be able to get the score. And then you look at the two point convert, you know, for Murray to be able to, you know, create and, and be able to punch it in. And then they take a delay, goes back to the seven uh, for him to be able to hit AJ green in the back end line. They're looking at that where did he catch it? Did he not? They end up, you know, confirming it. And then for those guys to be able to force that fumble to Renfro uh, and then Murphy picking it up and running it in. You know, the only thing maybe I wish is that he had dropped it a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's- it was a great job by those guys. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of respect for this team. Um, We know it's going to be a great challenge. Cliff is obviously a friend of mine, but uh, we're not friends
0: this week. No doubt. (laughs) Cardinals and Dolphins each overcoming 20-point deficits at half to win. First time in NFL history, multiple teams from down 20 at half to win on the same day. Pneumonium. Unbelievable. And so you hit conference play, division play, beg your pardon, the entire NFC West one and one as you go to the desert wouldn't have it any other way, huh? Yeah, Flat no, to start?
1: I, think, I think what you can't do is get too far ahead of yourself. I think the good teams, they stack blocks, they get better as the season progresses. There was definitely a lot of stuff that we can build off of. We mentioned the things that we can clean up, um, being able to try to play a complete game, but I was really pleased with a lot of stuff from that game yesterday. Um, and then it's just about finishing and being a little bit smarter in some of those different situations, but we just got to keep building. You know, we're continuing to figure out the identity of this team. How do we best utilize all the players? You know, we had never thought of, uh, you know, doing that stuff that you guys were asking me about with Ben Skoranek until kind of late, later on, and you know, early in the week was you know, maybe this will be something that we can do, but um, it's always about the players first. How do we put them in the best spots to then attack the opponent? And um, and that's you know, one of the things that you love as a coach is, is to really try to be able to, you know, have an identity, but also if that identity needs to shift and alter and adjust in a week in and week out basis based on you know who you're playing with, that's what the good ones do, that's what we're always going to constantly show. Strive to to do a good job for our guys and. Um, this week represents, you know, kind of the same approach, but figuring out what's the best way to play to our players' strengths and, and how do we ultimately just continue to, you know, get better and, and have that steady improvement that the good teams do throughout the course of the year.
2: I think you're getting closer to finding out who you are. Yeah. It's hard to know now.
1: It is. Yeah, It really is. And it's such a long season. You know, I mean, everybody wants to write the uh, the final story on, on this season after two weeks, which you know, that's what people's jobs are. But I think you got to be careful to get too caught up in it and, mm-hmm. and just be uh, present. Um, you know, always be ready to adapt and adjust accordingly because whether it's injuries, uh, whether it's, you know, different teams that that you're playing week in and week out, the good ones do that. And uh, I know that we're certainly going to do the best of our ability to do that.
0: Thanks for spending now your first Victory Monday of a new season with us, Sean. Good to be with you. Yeah,
1: I got all this space over here. I feel like I need somebody to sit here with me.
0: (laughs) And now you're good. (laughs) Feel free to invite a guest next week. There you go. This has been the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Mm -hmm. Surface.